0: Cole Holcomb had nine tackles, eight of them solos, one for a loss. Landon Roberts had eight tackles, five of them solos. Quan Alexander, this is great, had six tackles, all of them were solos, three of those for a loss, one of them a sack and we're not giving the team any credit for this good morning to you good wednesday morning i'm dan kovach of DK pittsburgh sports this is daily shot of Steelers. it comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into hockey and or baseball, I also offer daily shots of penguins and pirates in the same place that you found this. And no, I'm not going through that rant again. Just had to throw in one last jab. For those of you who did survive the grand purge of yesterday, I'm really happy to have you. And I will emphasize the word happy because listen, again, not to continue yesterday's theme, it's okay to criticize this team. I do it all the time. It's okay to want people to be fired. I advocate for that to happen to Matt Canada only on every episode, and I'll continue to do so. My problem is with the people who just see nothing but the negative, who embrace the negative, and who ignore everything that happens that's good that game Sunday against the Ravens had a lot of good it just did it might have all been concentrated in one quarter but it happened and it happened when it was needed the most and players made it happen It didn't happen because the Ravens had seven drops. Sure, that was a big part of the game. But the Ravens' seven drops weren't responsible. For Larry Ogunjobi's forced fumble. For TJ Watts' huge sack. For Alex Highsmith with another strip sack. For Joey Porter's huge interception in the end zone. For Miles Killebrew's punt block. For Rodney Williams chasing that dude down at the five-yard line so that Joey could make an interception. For Kenny Pickett's terrific passing on that final drive. For he and George Pickens connecting on the 41-yarder. None of that had anything to do with the Ravens dropping the football. None of that had anything to do, by the way, with Gunnar Olszewski losing the ball a couple of times. Gunnar's awful. He's a bad football player. Great. That's what you take from this game? Let's go inside linebackers today, all right? Let's do that. Let's transition. Now that all of the unhappy people presumably are not listening today, the perpetually unhappy people, I am happy to tell you that I think this group has finally found it. I've shared with you on a couple of occasions, specifically from Las Vegas, you might recall, that it seemed like One or two of these guys, meaning Holcomb, Roberts, Alexander, were getting in the swing of things. Were finding uh, their rhythm within this defense. It was something that Minka Fitzpatrick had shared with me out there, his observation. But this past Sunday represented the first game where all three hit on all cylinders. And that is not a small thing. Because you saw, specifically as it relates to Roberts and Alexander, they were out there for the early downs, the running downs. They stopped the run. The Ravens really didn't get a whole lot going on the ground, even though that was their principal intent. And then from there, you saw Holcomb stay on or come on as the third down guy. He ended up with twice as many snaps as the other two guys for that reason. And he did his job. Stopping the run, but also making sure that the Ravens had limited options through the air. All three of them were really good. And you know what else? All three of them love the action. I have a story to share with you happy people today. After the game, and I'm talking about well after the game, I'd gotten done with almost all of my interviews, but I always spend a little bit of extra time with Alexander. He just has that energetic vibe about him, and I feel like he's honest on subjects, including after losses, that others might not be. So he's become someone I've trusted, and I asked him afterward if the team had to put aside some of the distractions, the negativity, the Matt Canada stuff, and whatever else here. This was his response. We just really controlling what we can control, for real, for real. So we don't really try to listen to nothing outside. You know, for us as a defense, we need to go out there and and do whatever we need to do to uh, get the win. You know what I'm saying? We got our side, and the offense got their side. They got to handle theirs, and we handle ours. As long as we handle ours, we'll be all right. This is a good corner of the room, isn't it? No, for sure. It's these inside linebackers. No, for sure. This guy over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got people for everything. Run, pass, you know, whatever you want to do. And then we got the whole defense, and we put all the defense together with our other linebackers the outside linebackers and the D-line that's been working and D-leaves, they can get takeaways, you know what I'm saying, coming up a hit. So it's been fun, man. We had fun today. We just we got to keep it rolling. Now, what you can't see in an audio clip, obviously, is the big smile that he had on his face and the gestures that he made at different points in that little dialogue to Roberts over to his right and to Holcomb over to his left. Their stalls are right next to each other. That's not an accident. They're inseparable. All three of them were still there way after everyone else was gone. And at one point, Holcomb was just putting on his shoes, getting ready to go. And he looked up at Alexander, who'd been standing for a while because he'd been talking to me. And he says to him, man, that was fun. And I'm thinking to myself, this is this is an AFC North group. Of linebackers. This is a part of what the Steelers have been missing for a long time. I'm not going to turn this into a Devin Bush bashing session. We've had enough uh, of that sort of thing at his expense, and rightly so, for a long time. He's not here anymore. These guys are, and they're different. And when T.J. Watt tells me that he and Alex Highsmith feed off those guys more than what occurs in the reverse, that tells me all I need to know about how much they've established themselves, these three football players, as part of the culture that the Steelers want to reestablish, the winning culture that they want to reestablish. They haven't done it yet. Being three and two while having a minus 31 points differential isn't it. See, I can do that too. It's fair to criticize. It's fair to point out when things can get better, but also fair to acknowledge the good stuff. These guys are part of the good stuff. My friends, you have inside linebackers in Pittsburgh for the first time in far too long. When we come back, J1Q. And he asks DK, why won't Mike Tomlin hire smart, hungry, up-and-coming coaches to his staff? Or if he won't, why won't Art Rooney take a lesson from his dad and make him the, the first thing I, I want to say to this, Michael, is, is just a little bit of a correction there. You say, why won't Art take a lesson from his dad? It was actually Art Rooney the second who in essence, shoved out Bruce Arians, which is what I think you're referring to and brought in Todd Haley. That was definitely art two. Okay. That was not Dan. So as long as we're clear on that one here, I'll take the first part of your question since it's both fair and applicable to this current situation. If there's a criticism to be levied against this head coach for years and years that rises above all the rest, It's the way he's handled his coordinators. It's the way he's seemingly not prioritized modernizing the offense, or for that matter, the defense. People say, well, why can't they look like the Dolphins? Well, okay, if everyone could look like the Dolphins, everyone would do it. The Dolphins are doing something extraordinary right now. They're hitting on every possible jackpot in every direction. For all we know, the next thing they pull out of their hat could even be a Chase Claypool touchdown. That's how things are going in South Florida. But as I look around the rest of the league, even leaving the Dolphins out as some sort of supernatural exception, there are a lot of teams doing a lot of really smart, sophisticated, and yes, new things in particular offensively, but also defensively. Now, I've been told, and I've shared this with you guys before, that Tomlin isn't wild about hiring people who he thinks could become potential successors. He doesn't want to walk down the hall and look at somebody and think that, wow, that guy is just here angling for my job. I'm not crazy about that approach, not In the National Football League, not in any sport, not for any team. You've got to have a little bit more self-confidence in that. And you can say, well, listen, wasn't Brian Flores brought in last year? Sure he was. But Flores was brought in in a pretty strange circumstance where nobody was going to hire him anywhere because of the lawsuit with the NFL. And Tomlin brought him in. It was a situation where everybody knew he wasn't going to be sticking around, and he didn't. It's never really happened that Tomlin's gone to the outside and brought in some sort of star. And that's a problem. That's a big problem. The only significant coordinators that Tomlin's ever had are Arians, who really established himself more upon leaving than when he was here, but though he did a good job when he was here, and, of course, the great Dick LeBeau, who was inherited from bill tower staff and those are important jobs i don't even know that you can find parallels for them in other sports you can have a you know a, a pitching coach and a hitting coach in baseball they're trying to fix you they're trying to make sure that you're right you can have the, a goaltending coach in hockey and it's the same thing but when you're talking about a football coordinator On either side of the ball, you're talking about someone who is scripting the game. You're talking about someone who is moving the chess pieces. There's really not much you can compare to it. Not in the sports I mentioned, not in soccer, not in basketball, not in anything. These are hyper pivotal positions. And you don't just bring in yes men. You don't just walk to the next cubicle when somebody leaves and promote. That is a very real problem. Now, one last time for emphasis before I go for the day. It's possible to say things like this while also acknowledging that the team did some good things on Sunday. Do you see how this works? It doesn't all have to be, Ah, fire this, fire that. uh Gunnar Olszewski is the worst thing I've ever seen. It doesn't have to be all of that all the time. Those are the people that are my problem. But you know what? They're not anymore because I don't think they're listening today, which is awesome. Which is awesome. I'm happy to have you here. Let's do this again tomorrow, everybody, all right?